podcast featuring your favorite folks from across the quiltiverse. I'm Amanda of Broadcloth Studio, and I'm joined by Anna of Wax and Wayne Studio. Hi, everyone. Wendy, the weekend quilter. Hey. And our special guest, Tessa of Tessa Ray Williams. Hi. Now, before we jump into all the quilty fun today, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Tessa? Sure. Um, So I live in Kansas City, Missouri, um, and I'm moving to Kansas. <laughs> there's there's a rivalry on the borderline. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that. Yes. Oh, okay. so, so I'm from Kansas City, Kansas. My fiance, or no, I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. My fiance is from Kansas City, Kansas. And so now okay. I'm moving in with him. <laughs> I have to be a Kansas resident. It's crap. <laughs> Is there like a uh, renegade group of Missourians hanging out over in Kansas City, Kansas that you can like it's, join up with, or is it like a secret society? I or? think what it is, so like everybody on Missouri side thinks that Missouri side's the best, and everybody on Kansas side thinks that Kansas side's the best, and the, everyone thinks the other side is wrong. So <laughs> <laughs> I told Tyler, like when we first got together, I'm like, you're perfect, except you're from Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> and you couldn't convince him to move. To your side. I'm working on it. Just, I'll need a couple of years. <laughs> How far is it between the two cities? Um, it's just across the state line. So from my house to his house, it's like a half hour. Mm-hmm. But um, there's also like um, a road called state line where like if you stand in the middle, you're on you're in both states. It's, <laughs> so, uh-huh. <laughs> so it's been a lot of fun packing up your apartment and moving on over yeah so the last couple days I've just been throwing stuff in boxes luckily like a lot of my sewing room is tubs so I can just throw that in my car but I have a Fiat and so I can't get a whole lot of it <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of short trips yes <laughs> so just a lot of like back and forth just because I only have so much space <laughs> um what else and so and I have uh two rabbits uh, Marty and Doc Brown and I am a quilt pattern writer. Now that that fun. Marty and Doc mm-hmm. Brown, that's after Back to the Future, right? Uh huh. Are you a Back to the Future fan, or is this yes. a family member who? For sure, <laughs> <laughs> it's me. <laughs> and do they just like roam around in your apartment, or if I'm not at the house, I have like a little playpen that they stay in. But if I'm oh. home, I'll let them run around. Do they get up to a lot of shenanigans? Or are they pretty well behaved? They're they're pretty okay. I mean, if I don't watch them, they'll chew on like wires and things. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but like other than that, like if I give them some cardboard, they're fine. But <laughs> if I'm not watching, they'll be like, "Ooh, what's this right here? The one thing I should not bite, <laughs> I will bite it." <laughs> 
kicking things off, we uh, I think your Instagram handle is pretty self-explanatory. I'm guessing that's your middle name and last name after that's the Tessa. It. Yep. I'm okay. I'm thinking about whether or not to change it next year after I get Ooh. married, but we'll see. <laughs> Would you change it to take your um, fiance's last name, or are you going to yeah. go like with a whole new brand? I thought we should come up with a new one. Yeah. The both of us. So because oh, my last, last name. Yeah. Because my last oh. name is Williams. His last name is Smith. And I'm like, come on, let's come up with something cool here. <laughs> like Silvertooth or Fightmaster. Like. <laughs> that would be a great Instagram handle. Too. <laughs> but how's that campaign going for you? Uh, so far, I'm not winning, but I'll keep trying. <laughs> keep, keep us posted. If you can somehow merge your two names together. Uh-huh. So you are a sewist of all trades. You've got uh we've did some stocking as we like to do of Instagram um accounts, and you've got some classic patchwork, you've got EPP, FPP. Pretty sure I spied some applique on there, and I know I definitely saw some fussy cutting. Um, oh, and you've also got a cosplay account. So I guess my first question is who taught you how to sew? So, uh, my mom bought me my first sewing machine. I was probably 12 or 13 years old. Um, and we went to, I think it was a Hancock's at the time and bought like the fabric and a pattern that I liked. And then we just, I, she taught me how to read the pattern and all that good stuff. And then we made it, and then it just went in a closet for years and years. (laughs) So then um, in college, my last semester, I took a makeup and costuming techniques in the theater department because I had extra hours to fill. And I was like, hey, that sounds fun. All right. And then the... The final was making pants. And so I made like a pair of pajama pants. And so I pulled that old machine out and it desperately needed some oil because it was just the squeakiest (laughs) thing you've ever heard. (laughs) Um, And then after that class, I was like, oh, that's fun. Let me just keep playing with it and see where it goes. And so um, I started one patchwork quilt and then didn't finish it. And then started a second one and then finished that one. I'm like, okay, this is fun. (laughs) Did it take you finishing it to realize it was fun or was it the pattern that was more enjoyable? So it was um, just a jelly roll that I had bought and like I didn't know to buy anything extra because I didn't know how much like yardage was in a jelly roll. So it's like a pretty like long skinny quilt. (laughs) It's like not probably like 30 inches wide. And I'm like, this will be fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I just did, I think it was like a rail fence pattern um, where I just like sew three together and chop it up into squares. And uh, yeah. So that was pretty fun. Um, my first quilt, I will, I'll tell the story. So my first quilt I bought, I went to Hancock. I bought, there was like a Star Trek fabric of like Spock and Captain Kirk. And I'm like, okay, blue and yellow. I'll just get a blue solid and a yellow solid. And then I just grabbed the colors that match and I get home and I cut everything out and I sew everything up and I'm like, oh, this is going fine. And then I iron it and it melts because it was a poly blend. 
Oh. And I was just like, forget it. And I threw it in a box and I never saw it again. <laughs> and so then when I bought the jelly roll, I'm like, okay, 100% cotton. <laughs> this will work. <laughs> I don't know if I would have made that logic jump. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder if I would have been like, oh, fabric just melts. Like, that's yeah. just what it does. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was. I, I'm sad about that still, but, <laughs> you must but have it was a learning experience. You, you must have had the iron on pretty hot for it to melt. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm sure I did like high heat cotton setting, thinking like well, you just. I want to iron it fast, and yeah. so I'll just go to the highest setting. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I cook. Yeah. 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 Well, at least now there are so many. I feel like. Um, so many fun quilting cottons with mm. uh, Star Trek and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. It's gotten better mm-hmm. since. Have you ever tried to revisit it or like, you know, remake it with proper <laughs> cotton? <laughs> I, I have not. I did find um, there was like a Camelot collection that was all like Star Trek The Next Generation. And I just happened to find like a fat quarter online. Um, and a couple of years ago, I had made like some wallets with it. And then I had like a fat quarter left and I made like the like microwave bowl covers that you can throw in the microwave with a bowl. And so then it comes out and it's uh, like blocks your hands from burning. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I have one of those for my house, but I haven't made a full quilt yet. <laughs> going to add that to your list now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I need is another project. Yeah. <laughs> <Guys>. <laughs> So what, I mean, just out of curiosity, what is your cosplay account for our listeners? Yeah, so it is at Hydra Shields. Um, I haven't done it for a while just because, like, there there haven't been conventions for a year or so. So I haven't worked on anything because I'm like, well, there's nothing to go to. (laughs) Um, But I have, there's a, a Star Trek costume on there. And I have um, the Undertaker, the wrestler. Oh, wow. <laughs> <Just a> <laughs> yeah, so it's very fun. I definitely recommend it. I'm assuming that the, the kind of cosplay community is pretty active as well. Mm-hmm. What do you think is like the biggest unexpected similarity between the cosplayers and quilters? <laughs> mm, I mean, they're it's a very creative group. And like, I feel like, like I'm pretty good at fabric stuff, but then when they're making like armor out of like foam and it looks like metal, I'm like, oh, I don't yeah. know how you're doing this. Like this is which that's like sculpture. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and so, but like a lot of it, like there's I've seen ones up close where it's like a just a gown, like um. Oh, what's the movie Anastasia? Like the gown mm-hmm. she wears at the end. I saw someone just like make that. And I'm like, that's amazing <laughs> that people can do this. So, and is like the cosplay community, are they very much, like, are they sharing of, you know, how-tos and tips on how to recreate some of the projects and the work that they do? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'll look up um, later, I'll look up some good uh, cosplay accounts and then probably put a post on my Instagram of uh, people that I follow. But, like, there's tons of, like, YouTube people that all their videos are like tutorials about stuff um and then but that's mostly like if you're building not so much like sewing um Mm -hmm. but like I have seen like the Star Trek costume I made was a pattern that just like an independent person 
just drafted on their own. So are there a lot of small like indie pattern makers? I think so. I think so. For because it's like for a particular like character or particular like style or something. Because um, and a lot of them are based on like a bodysuit and then layers okay. on top of that. Um, but yeah, it's really fun. And I say everyone should at least, if not make a whole cosplay, just go and look at everybody. <laughs> it is great for people watching. Yeah, <laughs> I'd well, love I'm to sure. go to one of those sometimes. Yeah, me too. Just to see. Yeah. <laughs> It's so fun. I think I would probably st- like stick out like a soul thumb because I no probably would be as like dressed up. We'll get you a no. costume. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you find yourself that you're always got tons of different projects going on, and do you pick them up as the mood suits? Oh yeah. So I have multiple, you know, of different types going on at all times. So like sometimes I'll be working on just plain patchwork, and then sometimes I'll be like I'm done with patchwork I want to do English paper piecing now and so then I'll I have a couple of those projects just sitting and then I'll be like oh well this foundation paper piecing thing looks fun so I'll start doing that and then (laughs) so I just hop around whenever I feel have you ever like noticed if like different during different seasons that different types of projects capture Mm. your attention or so probably summer I like hand sewing more Cause I get kind of hot sitting behind my machine sometimes. And so it's nice to be able to like pick up and move if I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but then other times, like when it's cold, I, I want to be like bundled in. <laughs> <laughs> so then it's okay to be, you know, wrestling a quilt through the machine. Is there a sewing technique that you've been dying to try or that's next on your list? So I've been seeing a lot of uh, quilt coats. And I'd like to try that. Um, I do have a pattern that I set aside and I have some um, like pre-quilted fabric that's already ready to go just as like a muslin basically because I'm not a big garment sewist and so I want to practice on that first before I make a quilt to cut up. But That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What sewing pattern are you going to use or garment pattern? It is the Dottie Angel coat. I haven't heard of that one. So it was a... Maybe a couple of years ago, it was like everybody was making the Dottie Angel frock. <laughs> and it, so it was like, cute. yeah. So like, it's yeah. a cool pattern. But then uh, I saw her coat that went with it, or that's her same uh, line. And so, it's but a like simplicity. You, mm-hmm. okay. And so you but, can do like, um, like a longer coat or a shorter. There's like a crop sleeve or a long sleeve. There's a hood, no hood. So um there was a lot of lot of options yeah Yeah. so that's why I picked that one because I'm like I don't know what I'm gonna want to make when I actually do it so (laughs) but it gave me a lot of options so in addition to all your different types of sewing and quilting you also do some quilt pattern writing can you tell us how you got into that yeah so in 2015 I wrote my first pattern um it was just a free pattern for a mug rug that's like a disposable coffee cup um and I'd put that up on Craftsy and it kind of blew up on there and so um after that I was like oh that's fun I could do that some more (laughs) and so then um just through practicing a lot of sewing honestly just reading different people's patterns and how different people write um and seeing like what makes sense to me what doesn't Um, and then when I'm writing my patterns at first, I would sort of 
if I wrote a similar instruction, I'd go back and be like, well, how did these other people write it? Like, mm-hmm. does mine make the same amount of sense <laughs> as theirs? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then just practicing a lot um, from there. It's that particular pattern that you first designed. Is that like a foundation paper piecing? Project? It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you started off with foundation paper piecing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Old. so so many people are scared of it and I just to me that means that you haven't found the right method of like you haven't found the right teacher like maybe the first way you taught it that didn't click for you and so then like people are just like nope doesn't make sense to me quit (laughs) and so but I'm like well find a different kind of teacher because I was lucky that the first one that I found made sense to me but then I had like other people I tried to learn from as after that. And I was like, that doesn't make as much sense. I'm going back to the first gal. <laughs> I think that's one where like, I feel like with a lot of traditionally piece bad or yeah, it's traditionally piece patchwork patterns. Like you can kind of make a lot of logic jumps on your own. Yeah. Like once mm-hmm. you've seen an HST, it's an HST. Like right. that's fine. But with FPP, it's, it hinges. I think that you're right. The success of the experience into mm-hmm. so much on how someone is explaining yeah. how to build it yeah. and how they yeah. build that. I think just as an example, not that there's anything wrong with this, it's just different than how I do it. Um, so like in my foundation pair pieces, there's only three chunks. And so then like, let's say for the first chunk, there's one in the middle, two on one side, three on the other side. So there's three pieces on the first piece of paper. Um, the next one would also start with one, two, three, if there's something on either side. Um, but I've also seen patterns where they'll, the numbers will keep going. So once you are on a separate piece, it'll start like four in the middle, five, six. So it's like, it kind of makes you like, you have to go in that order. And Mm -hmm. I don't like that because I just want to go in the order I want to go in. (laughs) And so if, if there's multiple chunks that you're working with and I'm like, well, I think this starts with 16. I don't see any smaller number on there. So I'm hoping that I'm starting at the right place. <laughs> yeah. So good point. Yeah. So it's easier just for me to understand like number one is always where you're going to start. So, but it just depends on who wrote the pattern, who's teaching it, things like that. And then just, you know, figuring out what works for you. I've like, I try to tell people and I, I can, I'll put the link back up on my Instagram for this pattern because it's very user beginner friendly um as a place to start like it's not scary it's just another skill like how everything's just another skill so I would say try it again for anyone that's like no way Tessa I will not do that (laughs) (laughs) I say please do it (laughs) and there's so many good videos out there that show you how to do it um yeah I think I, I always whatever I'm you know given a FPP project to work on, I always go back to this one particular craftsy video on YouTube. And I think it's Mm -hmm. explained by Angela Walters, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But she, she, yeah, it just totally makes sense. Yeah. So I, the person I learned from um, is on fandomandstitches.com. It's all free patterns on that website, all foundation bear piece, free patterns. Um, So like there's something on there for everyone. Um, and so hooked Jen is the person that um, she made a YouTube about how to um, do foundation pair piecing and her method worked best for me. Um, so, but yeah, find the person that works for you and just 
try it out. <laughs> yeah. That's the way to go. Mm-hmm. When it when it makes sense, it is so much fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, when mm-hmm. it clicks. And, it, and ripping it, paper. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty satisfying. Like, yeah. It's, it's like, it's like com- removing a film from a screen. Mm, yeah. yeah. I'm the worst <laughs> yes. about that because, like, there will be people that are like, all right, take your tweezers and just gently go along the perforation. And I'm like, crumble, 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 crumble. It's, <laughs> it's half done. Just rip it. <laughs> Maybe just make your stitches small and that's it, you know? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's like the one crappy bit. It's like if you mess up, then the whole block messes up. So. Mm-hmm. And then you have to kind of go backwards to take your stitches out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you carefully tear the piece of paper uh-huh. from, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll have judge. to find, uh, it was probably a couple years ago, I did from that fandom and stitches website it was like a picture of snow white basically <laughs> and like her eye was maybe like an inch and a half by inch and a half with like 20 pieces inside of that <gasps> oh my god <laughs> <What>? oh, yeah <laughs> it was teensy weensy <laughs> wow. how do you even do that like i'm trying to I'm just visualize that, that. Like, i'm trying to think of a seam allowance it was yeah, yeah. where does it go like have to use tweezers as you're feeding it through the machine i didn't um but <laughs> inspector if, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so usually what you'll do is like you'll you'll sew it through with a quarter inch and then uh-huh. you'll cut it down after so then you're not worrying about falling off the edge yeah. wow still and then was it like super thick in that area because you're yeah. sewing over tons of mm-hmm. seam allowance and oh yeah, my that, God. Was. <laughs> that would be really that that'd be really cool from like um when you think of the texture of the quilt mm. like it's almost mm-hmm. like true trapunto yeah. style yeah, yeah. But through fpp mm-hmm. really thick eyeballs <laughs> really <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you mess up like just slightly, she could get crazy eyes. Yeah. <laughs> My style. <laughs> hey, that looks like a mando duck. <laughs> so, in addition to stalking your Instagram account, we've also been stalking your Etsy store, um, and we we've seen that you do have some EPP quilt patterns in there. So, um, so you write, you know traditional piece patterns and EPP quilt patterns how does the two types of pattern writing differ and is one easier than the other to write so for me it was different in that like the order of steps is slightly different than patchwork um because you have to you know wrap the fabric around the shapes first um before um piecing whereas patchwork you just get going Um, and so it was kind of hard at first to be like, okay, how do you just say, so this piece to this piece, but like more detailed than just like do it, (laughs) you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, so getting the right verbiage down where it makes sense, like the order to sew the pieces together. Um, so that the, my first EPP pattern flowerful, it's basically a flower, um, and then you just applique it onto, like, if you're doing the quilt or something, you just applique the finished blocks onto the your background. Um, and so that's different because you have to kind of lay out your blocks after you made them, measure, make sure everything's kind of laid out how it is supposed to. Whereas with patchwork, it's just, you know, when you sew everything together, 
that's it's how it is. <laughs> that yeah. layout is because that's what you've been working on from the beginning. So, but there's more um, flexibility, I guess, in your end product. So you could take that one block and do a pillow with it, or a tote bag, or put it on the back of a quilt coat or something. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you're doing patchwork, you might not have that kind of uh, flexibility. Do you use a specific program to design your quilt patterns? Um, so for my English paper piecing pattern, um, I just started that one differently than how I do my patchwork patterns. So for the English paper piecing, I had my sketch of the block basically. Um, and then I sent it to paper pieces and I was like, do you guys like this? Can you make it please? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And luckily they liked it. So then (laughs) they put it into production. Um, but for my, um, patchwork, I've either used Illustrator or EQ8 to get my things lined up. So for your EPP pieces, do you have your own sort of machine, like where you can reproduce your own sort of templates, like a circuit? No, I don't. I mean, um, so I have, um, I don't have a file for it, but I could print them out. Um, I do recommend applique paper. Um, And so it's one-sided fusible, but you can run the side without the fusible through the printer and then you can cut them out. And then what happens is there, it's like basically just starched interfacing. So then once you cut it out and you can um, iron it to your fabric and then you can stitch it all up. Then once you wash it, it'll soften up. And so you can just leave it in there. Oh, yeah. You don't even have to pull it out. Where can we find this um, paper? So the one that I have is from (laughs) hugsandkisses.net. That sounds so shady. Don't misspell that, kids. I I bought it from Red Thread Studio at QuiltCon last year at their booth. So Red Thread Studio or... (laughs) Hugsandkisses.net. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so you're based in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, do you often make a trip out to Missouri Star Port Company in Hamilton? And have you bumped into Jenny Doan as you're going about your day to day? That's what Wendy really wants to I know. Really have you know accidentally bumped into Jenny? <laughs> so I've gone probably like three times. Um, so it's probably like an hour and a half from my house. Um, the first time I went, I was, I was by myself two or three times. First time I was by myself and it was before they had a big um, remodel. So it was a couple of years ago because everything looks like awesome and nice and new now. Before that, um, I remember going into their main store and it was very like wood paneling, very dark and stuff. And so, but her office was in there still. And so one time, like when I went in there, I looked like in the window. (laughs) 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 And so then the last few times I went, though, everything's different and everything's, you know, it's really cool. It's a cool place to go. And I've been um, to a retreat there as well. And their retreat center is super cool. Was that with, um, are you in a guild? Yeah. So that was with the Kansas City Modern Quilt Guild. Now, now that you're moving to Kansas City, Kansas, mm-hmm. are you still allowed to be part of the Kansas City Quilt Guild, so or is that the Missouri the, Quilt Guild? The 
meetings are in the Kansas side. So I will be slightly closer to the meetings. There's one pro. (laughs) Right. Yes. I'm closer to my local quilt store. I'm closer to my guild meetings. So there's good things. (laughs) And your fiance. Oh, yeah, I am. (laughs) Very close. (laughs) So do you have any quilting goals for this year? I do. Um, so I am working on a quilt pattern right now that I would like to get done by the fall, hopefully. Um, and it's it's based on a vintage quilt that I saw at a quilt store, or no, excuse me, an antique store um, on my way back from Hamilton. Um <laughs> And I am an idiot, and I didn't buy it. <laughs> but you have, took a picture. But I took a picture of it, <laughs> and so uh, it's gonna. It's loosely based on the pattern I saw in the antique store. Um, so it's gonna be very like cottage core is how our house is going to be. <laughs> so, but like not super traditional, but like just cozy. So I mean, if you use the right. Uh, fabric it could be plenty traditional but <clears throat> so it'll be with um either like jelly roll strips or honey bun strips like the one and a half or two and a half inch um or there'll also be instructions for leaders and enders so that's what i'm working on now that's cool i love when fabric um when patterns make use of pre-cuts mm-hmm. yeah. yeah oh it just makes it so much faster it's kind of nice to yeah also yeah. just kind of it, it kind of nice to turn your brain off sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah agreed yeah. maybe that's the heat talking <laughs> <laughs> on that point on, i don't know anyways it's time <laughs> to move on to our rapid fire quilty questions Woo! <laughs> are you ready tessa hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> Anna, why don't you kick us off all right what is your favorite time of day to quilt night where do you sew my sewing room uh, do you wear shoes while sewing? Uh, if I'm already wearing them, I'll keep them on. Uh, music, Netflix, podcasts, or silence while sewing? Podcasts. What's your current favorite? Um, race Chaser. It's about uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite snack while quilting? Chocolate. Any specific type of chocolate? Um, either Almond M&M's or Hershey's Nuggets. Favorite traditional block? Grandmother's Flower Garden. What's your favorite color? Um, pink and blue together. And what is your favorite brand of solids? Uh, Painter's Palette Solids. And do you have a favorite color from that line? Barrel. Ooh, oh, that's like that green. Mm, it's color. like a minty color. Uh, what color of fabric do you use the most? I looked at all my quilts. There's no common denominator with <laughs> any of them. <laughs> solids or prints? Prints. And who's your favorite fabric designer? Ray Ritchie. What is the last fabric you bought? I bought a jelly roll of kitty corn by Moda. What is your favorite quilt shop? Uh, Prairie Point in Lenexa, Kansas. And how do you organize your fabrics? Uh, By size and then by color. What do you do with your scraps? Um, I have a bin under my cutting table, and then I uh, cut them down later to one and a half inch or two and a half inch squares. To be used in yeah, to anything. be used in the leaders and in or just for fun that I'm, <laughs> that I'm working on. What sewing notion couldn't you live without? My uh, leather sashiko thimble. And what is your favorite ruler size? 
two and a half by six. Wait, is that that super cute one? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this. This ruler's adorable, guys. With the hearts. <laughs> and heart red. grippies. <laughs> I, I, I still need to find that. Do you use that in EPP? Is that what, why you um, have that one? So what I like about this one in particular, so um, there's a line for like a quarter inch. And uh-huh. then over here, there's like, um, on the other side is uh, every quarter inch, there's, it's like a grid of quarter inch. And then there's an eighth inch grid oh. underneath that. So it's like, any kind of small pieces that I need, like it's just super handy to have those written out on a little ruler already. What thread brand do you use? Wonderful. Uh, do you have a pressing preference? Uh, whatever works. And pick one, HSTs, curves, or flying geese? Curves. Do you have a go-to long arm quilter? Mm-hmm. Julie Hurt. Machine or hand bind? Machine. Spray, pin, or thread based? Spray. Pre-wash? No, never. Yes. (laughs) You know my feelings on this, ladies. What's your favorite part of the quilting process? Piecing. And what's your least favorite part of the quilting process? Binding. What's one bad quilting habit you wish you could give out? Uh, I don't square my quilts when I'm trimming them down after they've been quilted. I'm just like, I'll put my ruler up next to it and I'll be like, fine. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) No one will notice. Who is your quilty BFF? Uh, My guild. Who is your quilty crush? Um, I have two. Uh, Lisa Flower and uh, Euphoria underscore Jessica. And what's your favorite recent make? Uh, My flower full quilt. And how many quilts are in your whip pile right now? 21. Honest. I love the honesty. <laughs> that was in like a challenging voice, like 21. Yeah. You better not say anything about it. <laughs> you can hear us like kind of giggling in the back. <laughs> not judging at all. <laughs> I think now I'm doubting every other previous guest's answer. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> and where do you store those whips? Um, I have big uh, like Rubbermaid tubs. And do you have any other interests? Um, I go to Comic-Cons. Um, I like Star Trek and drag queens and wrestling and uh, planning my wedding. <laughs> That's, That's a like full-time job. job in itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, before we wrap today up, we've got just a couple more questions. And first up is who are three accounts you think everyone should be following and why? Um, so Euphoria underscore Jessica. Um, so she has just the best eye for color and fabric choice. She does a lot of uh, fussy cutting. Like her low volumes, the choices she makes for her low volumes, I'm like, I want it. I want all of that because <laughs> it's just so <laughs> fun. Um, at my paper crane, Heidi Kinney, she does some fabric design, but she also does a lot of ceramics. Um, and so a lot of her posts are her like drawing on her ceramic stuff. So it's really fun. Um, and then at Lisa Flower, she um, does fabric design as well. And she's just really cool. <laughs> um, and before we sign off, do you have any fun projects on the horizon you can share with us? So uh, like I said, I'm writing um, a quilt pattern right now um, that I'm looking for testers for. And I'm making a sample of that. Um, and I'm also making some other samples for um, my free quilt patterns that are going up on the Paintbrush Studios website. So on that note, uh, we need to wrap today up and we hope that you enjoyed today's show. 
If you'd like to contact any of us, we can probably most easily be found on our Instagram accounts. I'm at Broadcloth Studio. Wendy. I am the dot weekend quarter. Anna. I am at Wax and Wayne Studio. And Tessa. I am at Tessa Ray Williams. Or you can go to our podcast account at quilt.buzz or our website quiltbuzzpodcast.com for our previous episodes and updates on upcoming guests. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we hope that you subscribe to the show and tell your quilty friends about us too. And if you have a moment to share what you love by writing a review on your podcast provider of choice, it would make our day. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. 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 Goodbye. <laughs> Way to up the creepy factor. <laughs>